In today's episode, we are giving y'all some advice. We discuss falling for your supervisor, how to deal with friends that tease you, how to make grinder hookups less awkward, and finding stability when your parents get divorced. Stick around, subscribe on iTunes, and live tweet as you listen with hashtag psychobabble. Hey everyone, my name is Tyler Oakley, and you are listening to Psychobabble, an unfiltered half hour of gossip sessions, pop culture scrutiny, and stories we have never told in videos. It's not just crazy talk, it's Psychobabble. Tyler. Oh, are we starting? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Are you sharding? I no, but are you comparting? Okay, that took way too long. Are you thwarting? Thwarting? What's thwarting? I'm gonna walk over there and thwart you in the back of the head. Oh. <laughs> no, I'm not doing. I no, I'm not doing that. Um, no, I'm not doing that. Well, great. No, it's I'm a new year. Happy it's a new, new year. You. What's new? New year, new me. Oh my god, 2016. New year, new me. I know. New year. I will say mm. I usually like the odd years a little bit better, so I'm a little nervous for 2016. Speaking of nervous, we should give some love to our sponsor for this week's episode. <laughs> oh my god. That's nervous. Our new documentary available on iTunes. If you want to pick it up, you can. Uh, just Google nervous. It's available on Vimeo. It's available on iTunes. It's the it's a year in the life uh, following the tour and everything that happened behind the scenes as a YouTuber. Go give it some love. Thanks, Nervous, for being our sponsor. My brother got it on Google Play. Oh, did he? <laughs> yeah. That's so weird. He asked if hey, it mattered. Hey, you know who got it on Google Play? Remember Brendan, our friend who we used to live, I used to live with in Ann Arbor? Yeah. Um, he, Of course, because he works at Google. Uh, was it sent, free? He sent me a receipt and I was like, of course you got it on Google Play. Mm. What kind of Google uh, Kool-Aid drinking... You know, you know. Anyway, um, well, since we're back and it's a new year, I figured we should do a little staple in the podcast. Oh my god! Which is an advice episode. Oh, okay, sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, where are you going with this? You weren't Imagine sure about a li- it. You know those little staplers? That's yeah. what oh, I want to talk I about. I love that. I when I was like going to Who college, needs a huge stapler. When I was going to college, I was like, I must have this little stapler. I got it in teal. How did they seal staples together in that long? You know those long chains of staples. Probably rubber cement. You think? Yeah. Actually? Yeah. Why would you think that? It's just like a little dab of a glue. A dab will do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, you want to get right into this? Yeah. We've. I mean, we've been. We haven't done one of these in a little over a month, and okay. we had lots of questions. So you know what? I like advice episodes. It feels like uh, a good chance for us to talk directly with you guys. If you want advice on something, um, you can submit your questions or the things that you want advice on to the email address psychobabblequestions at gmail dot com. You always ask me, and then I always have to double check. That's why I always kind of like stretch that segment out. Thank before you, you thank can, you. So you find it. Um, but it's a great way for you to submit like pretty personal things that maybe are are, are um topics that people might be going through. Uh, but they're I guess um specific to you, not just general questions, but questions specific to you. So they can kind of be a little bit more long winded. So what's our first question that somebody wants advice on? First question is from H. Calling this person H. H says, so I've come to the conclusion that I've fallen for one of my superiors at work. Ooh. I was thinking about him before I fell asleep and I realized it. I'm so mad at myself for this. We text a lot and he kind of flirts with me sometimes, but also I feel like he treats me a lot like I'm his little sister. I know literally nothing could ever happen because he's my supervisor, but he's also 24 and I'm only 16. So I know I need to move on. I was just wondering if you could give me any advice to get over him um, because I can't quite distance myself 
from him since we work together and I see him during my shifts. Please help. Well, I think there's a couple layers to why this should not be a thing that happens, okay? Obviously, you know, you feel it in your gut that maybe you shouldn't pursue this. But when there's power dynamics in play, and that includes age, that includes uh, the work uh, thing that's going on between you and him, where it's like, you know, somebody is superior or in charge of you in some capacity in, like, the work setting. Um, that's going to add layers to why it can be dysfunctional to pursue. The First and foremost, the age thing is, I think, scary for me to hear because I don't want – you're still figuring things out. Yeah. Whether you know it or not, you're still figuring th- a lot of things out. And if somebody is eight years older than you while you – eight years older in the in the scheme of, okay, 50 and 58 is very different from eight years older from when you're 16 and 24. Exactly. Very different moments in your life. I think that's scary. Very different maturity very levels. Di- yeah, different uh, maturity just levels. Just different life experiences at that point in your life. Um, and but, legally, I don't know if it's legal. I don't think you should, right? I, I don't know what's, there's, I think right, it's by state Right, they didn't laws. say what state, but um, I mean, yeah, there could be a, a legal thing. And I, the question is not, should I pursue it or not? I think they know that they don't want to pursue it, but right. how do they deal with that Getting crush? over them. I mean, I think that's tough. I mean, because you're working with the person and you're seeing them uh, like every day and every shift. Um I mean, honestly, it's so tough. I think anytime I give anybody advice on getting over someone is you can't really like force it. It just takes time. And I know that's a really tough uh, thing to hear sometimes because you just wish there was like a button you could push to be over someone. Right. But you can't really help physical attraction. It's like, honestly, I just think it, it takes time. But instead of uh, texting with him or flirting with him, I mean, you can definitely start to distance yourself there. And just maybe kind of find some other friends or some other activities to kind of occupy your time so you're not just sitting at home thinking about the person. If you've got the means if to If it's, that. like, so hard where it's the biggest distraction every time you're at work or whatever, yeah, I would find a new job. I don't know how easy that is. But it's, like, if it's definitely something that's, like, giving you trouble while you're at work, that is worth pursuing something else yeah. because or seeing it's like, if you can change shifts i'm again yeah. i'm not sure if it's the only shift you can work because of school or whatever but i mean there's definitely some options you can look into that sucks i'm sorry i wish you luck and i i know how it feels to want to get over somebody so let time heal your heart h don't you think I think. What's the next piece of advice somebody would like? Uh, this next- and again, while you're listening to our advice, please do know we are not the end-all givers of advice. There's, I mean, if you feel like it's not helpful to you or if you're going through something similar and you're like, eh, I don't know if that's good advice, probably isn't. So yeah. ask somebody in your life and maybe they can help you out. And I don't know. Your we friends don't know, everything. know you better than we do. And we're not therapists yeah, or counselors. Yeah, we're not therapists. We're not trying to be. Any we're just trying to give some advice as your friends. Just being a good old friend uh the next question comes from s yeah and s says i know you guys have uh get a lot of questions but i have a friend who is always teasing me and making fun of what i wear things like that she's been my friend for quite some time and i don't want to lose her um because i don't have many friends because of my social anxiety i want to tell her to stop but i don't know how without offending her or making her not want to be friends with me anymore i'm scared that if i say something wrong she'll leave what should i do any advice you have um would be great from s so basically and this could be anything that 
some like a friend might be teasing you about. It doesn't have to be just what you wear or whatever. But I think the the general advice is if you value that friendship, which it sounds like you do because you're asking for advice about yeah. it, um, it is worth saying something immediately because the more they they tease in the 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 more you try to ignore it or you let it go on the more you're going to resent it and yeah. the more you're going it, to it, it's just going to build, build and, and build. build yeah weird we went build and build together build and build um i completely agree i mean this actually i had a friend like this in college who i was close with and um her and i would joke a lot and i'm often very sarcastic in my friendships and she had kind of told me uh I had like brought up something in front of another group of friends and kind of was just joking about it, about her. And she told me afterward um, that it actually kind of really hurt her. And I was surprised because I thought we were all just joking and, and I was being sarcastic and I didn't really mean anything by it negatively against her, but it was really eye opening for her to tell me. And I was like, I wish you would have helpful. Right. I, my reaction was, I wish you would have said something sooner. I felt awful for doing it. And I mean, we're still friends now, but I, I was happy she finally said something. So, I mean, your friend might just think that they're just teasing you and they don't mean anything more by it. And it might be like harmless it. to them. And I, I definitely feel like but, if it's an important friendship, you should say something because you deserve to not feel teased fr- yeah, or belittled be, by a friend. A friend is somebody who respects how you feel. Right. So when you do bring it up. If they downplay it or say, oh, you know, I'm kidding, just like deal with it or whatever, that is a red flag right. and a half. Right. If they I don't mean, respect they might you... say I was kidding. Yeah, which is fine. But if they if they tell you, oh, don't be bothered by that. Right. Right. If they, if they tell you that your emotions or your feelings are not valid, that is a red flag. Right. My right. My friend, I said to her, oh, my gosh, I was just kidding. I didn't know the sort your feelings. I will absolutely stop. Um, thank you for telling me. I mean, it's a very different reaction than, oh, I mean, nothing by it. Quit letting it bother you. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, it's it's nice to hear that you value that friendship and you're worried about losing it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you deserve respect and you deserve your friends to treat you the way that you want to be treated. So if uh, they're kind of not going to hear uh, how you feel, then I mean, you might need to take a bigger look at that friendship. Right. There are, what, seven billion people? You don't, you, you don't deserve somebody who won't make you feel comfortable and happy around them. If they're, if they're your friend, they'll get it and they'll fix it. 100%. I agree. Next question. Are you ready? I am ready. This one's a, a two-part question. Um, uh, it's from N. We will say N. N wants to know, uh, so what do you say when a grinder date comes over? Like, how do you make it less awkward? Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, it sounds like it's a question for you, Corey. Why? <laughs> I you, haven't had a grinder. Some type of grinder hoe. I was like, I haven't had a grinder date in years. Some type of grinder H A U X. Well, first of all, okay, I, I will say this is probably applicable to more than just it's, a it's grinder just date. I think, I think it's I a think first when you meet date somebody, in general, whether it's a first date or whether it's somebody that you might meet on maybe any app cuz not just gay people have everyone's apps. dating on everybody's apps everybody's got days. like tinder <laughs> my brother Grindr, is all up on tinder jay date whatever um it can christian be, mingle it's weird farmers just, only yes whatever <laughs> um if it's farmers only you definitely have d- lots of context to bring up then they're probably h a u x h a u x um no so if it's awkward duh 
that's fine. First dates are always awkward. But I think they're asking if somebody's coming over to like. No, because they have a follow up question to this. Okay. That kind of makes me think they're not talking about coming over for a. Okay. Well, if you're going to get the follow up question too. First of all, first of all, if they're, if it's a grinder hookup and they're coming over to, and it's like, <laughs> what do you discuss? <sighs> I kind of talked about this in my book. Um, you remember the chapter about, I didn't read your book. Whatever. Uh, it's called <laughs> Hopeless Tomantic. And somebody comes over with a very specific um, agenda. agenda, if you will. And they're trying to make small talk on my couch. And I'm like, honey, you know why you came over. Let's get to hashtag work. <sighs> it's, it's, <laughs> let's get to work. Yeah. Let's get down to business. Let's like figure it out. The, Defeat the, the hun. The, <laughs> no, let's figure Wait, it out. I actually the Nickelodeon like original that. TV show. Oh figure my God. It out. Someone comes over for a grinder hookup and you're like, let's get down to business <laughs> um, to defeat the hunty. I, you know what? I'm not going to get into how I accelerate <laughs> the process. <laughs> well, you have to. <laughs> how, how do you accelerate the process? Uh, well, who. If I'm on Grinder in the first place, I got uh, an agenda I would like to have unfolding. Okay. Quickly. <laughs> I don't so want to. When they come over, you got the candles lit. The uh, wine is breathing. No. <laughs> no that... Rihanna is playing. I will jump no, by I, Rihanna. I don't want to even say the things that I do before I let a Grinder person Hopefully in. Shower. Oh yeah, sh- shower is <laughs> step one. But I am ready to. Oh my I'm... god! I picture a lot of you like biting your lower lip and like removing your glasses slowly. No, no, I don't know. I can't answer this. Um, here's my info: all first dates oh or god. meetings are usually a little awkward. So but I mean, both of you, if you're if it's a grinder hookup, you know what both of you want. So like, and you're I don't know if you're probably ever going to see this person a again. Date. So why even beat around some type of bush? If it's that Unless kind of, you want to beat around that bush. If it's that kind of grinder day, it's the perfect time to just dive in. I mean, like, don't worry about it being awkward. If y'all are just there to, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I knew how to okay. spell. So it's, it's, could... a, it's a it with asterisks around the words clicking noise. Oh, so asterisk clicking noise asterisk. Did he click your noise? <laughs> he. <laughs> So, okay, so what's the follow-up question? I was question? like, do you want to we know We didn't that? even answer I that, know, but what's God. the follow-up question? And, 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 and I apologize. Um, the follow-up question says, so how do you know if you're a top or bottom, top or bottom if you've never had a sleepover? Oh, my God. Um, You know, I think that is a, a path to discovery that takes time. Um, here's my experimenting. Here's my rule of thumb. What's, try that rule of thumb, and then you'll know if you're a bottom. <laughs> Whoa! What's your, rule, what's your rule of thumb? I mean, oh my god, who uses a thumb? I just, oh my god, <laughs> I just thought about that. What an unused finger <laughs> for any experience. Oh my god, unless uh, is that the one that, you call your unused finger? Yeah, when I'm looking at my thumb, I think you haven't even seen. I mean, here's you, my advice: all you've seen is the light of day. If you're trying to figure it out, don't decide before you've tried everything. Oh, for sure. Try it both and see what you like. Yeah, live that dream. Dive in. Head first, thumb first. Oh, God. <laughs> um, but be safe and be with somebody who respects your journey. Don't, I don't know. Help. <laughs> Next <Respects> question. <laughs> your journey. Respects your journey. I love that. That was actually a really good question. It was. 
I think, okay, yeah. You know what? Let's approach it because that is a really good question. Which one? The one, how do you know if you're a top or a bottom? Oh, I, I, my literal only advice is don't rule anything out until you've tried it. And obviously, whatever, if you want to identify as just one, that's your own well, decision. But that's like saying I only eat sugar cookies. <laughs> do not give me oatmeal raisin. Oatmeal raisin. I mean... If that's what you want to do, that's your life. But, but if like, an oatmeal raisin cookie but, makes you very uncomfortable, then that might be but your how cue. would you know an oatmeal cookie makes you very uncomfortable unless you've tried it? <laughs> so, girl, like, there's some things that I'm thinking of in my head that make me uncomfortable thinking about that I would never try okay, in well, the boudoir. I guess don't... I'm talking oatmeal cookies. At this point. <laughs> I love an oatmeal cookie. I'm sure you do. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> you ought but to... I, but, we're moving on. Move on. Um, I think we already took a question from H, but I'm calling this person H2. Okay. Oh, H2. Um, H2 wants to know. So there's this guy in my class. He has said many things to me and my friends that make him sound gay. When they asked, he paused for a long time and then uh, denied being gay and said that he wasn't. I don't really know what to do because I really care about him and I want him to be happy. I don't really know if he's gay or if it's just rumors. Um, I don't want to ask, but I do want to be there for him. Any advice would help. To be there for him is to respect how he is. He self-identifies. So I if, agree. If, if he's about to say he is straight, that's the end of it. Just because he does stereotypical things or just because he might fall under some type of um, pattern that you might recognize as, oh, that person's closeted or whatever. If he said outwardly, I'm straight. Bam. That's it. That's done. Respect it. I mean, if you, if you're trying to be there for him, respect that self identification. Do not follow up with, oh, he's straight with an eye roll. If he says he's straight or an air quotes, that's yeah. not nice. Either. Yeah. Fuck off. Uh, sorry. I don't mean to say fuck off, H. <laughs> but like people that do that, it's like, that's really disrespectful. And that may seem playful or like, Oh, like, uh, actually inclusive because you're acting like you will accept him for being whoever he is. Well, accept him for being whoever he is when he says whoever he is. That's it. Yeah. I, I mean, and if something changes down the line for him, I mean, again, that's part of his journey. But, I mean, I definitely – it's tough because – and here's the, here's the thing. Your identity is not permanent. And I think we've discussed this before. But, like, if you – think you are straight and if you identify as straight right now that doesn't mean you can't come out as bi or gay in an hour yeah if you are your journey you are not stuck in a box for the rest of your life just right. because you identify one way right now right i mean it shouldn't really be like a witch hunt where you guys are just trying to figure it out just for the sake of like gossip but i mean i think if you're really there for him and you want to be there for him i mean there's ways to show uh, your support for the LGBTQ plus community without outwardly asking him. And it also kind of sounded like in your email that uh, he was asked in the larger group situation. And uh, I mean, there might have just been people in the group that he wasn't comfortable right. sharing that with. And I mean, it's very intimidating to tell not only one person, but to kind of tell people in a group and if it was at school or in a public area. I mean, there's just a lot at play there. I mean, if you really care about him individually and you're a close friend of his, um, I mean, you might ask when it's just a one-on-one -on -one situation. But, I mean, you can definitely kind of 
do things to signal your support for the community as a whole that might uh, make him realize that that you're an ally. But it could be exactly like Tyler said. I mean, he might just not be gay just because someone sounds a certain way or has a certain inflection or has a deeper voice or a higher pitch voice. I mean, it, it, there's no real sounding gay. I mean, everybody has their own voice. And I think we discussed that in a previous episode as well. Good question. Good question. Um, this next question is from Jay. Jay says, hi, I'm a 16 year old girl and I've never kissed anyone or had a boyfriend slash girlfriend. I really want to put myself out there, but I'm pretty shy when it comes to dating. I don't really get invited to parties or big social events, and no one has really ever shown interest in me before. A lot of the girls in my grade are really flirtatious and charismatic. They have significant others and are doing much more than kissing. I keep telling myself to wait for the right time, but I'm starting to feel like there must be something wrong with me. Is 16 way too late to have never been kissed? Not at all. I actually really liked this question. I was very well written. Um, there. I I don't know if there's any age where it's inappropriate that you haven't had a certain type of affection, or, <laughs> yeah, or like interest. That's it. Your own journey. I, I think in pop culture we're told you need to be dating, you need to be having sex, you need to be doing this, you need to be doing that, which is fine if you do. But it's also like, okay, uh, y- you are so much more important to take care of than to fulfill an expectation of what you should be doing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it goes back. I mean, even when we're like, it's just like when you're little and you grow up and people are like, oh, the boys are going to love her or the girls are going to love him. And it's like sexualize. Yeah. From that early age. And then you like get into middle school and you go home for the holidays and your grandparents are like, do you have a boyfriend? And everybody puts such pressure on relationships. I mean, it never stops. And then once you get married, everyone's like, ah, when are you having kids or when are you getting married? I so, think, I, yeah, I think the normative culture of sexualizing people uh, is, is harmful. Definitely, and, right, and it definitely puts a pressure on you. But and, I mean, and it's, it's, it's the same type of effect of uh, heteronormative, I guess, heteronormativity? Is yeah, that a word? Sure. Um, where people assume that gay people must be straight. It's also kind of the same thing. I don't know what it would be called, but it's like assuming that everyone – is sexual. There are people that are aromantic or asexual and uh, to assume that anybody should be along their journey of, you know, attraction, attraction to others or making out with others or whatever. Yeah. And I mean, maybe all the uh, boys or girls or whoever you're interested in at your school, maybe no one is like causing that spark for you. And maybe they're all a bunch of flops. Maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe at your school it's like Flopville USA. Um, but I mean, it it should be. It is not weird. Is no, the answer to your yeah, question? I mean, long story short, it's it's not weird and it's completely normal. And I had friends in high school who were very much in the same situation as you are. And I mean, yeah, there were people who were there and had boyfriends and girlfriends in sixth grade. I mean, I don't think we were doing anything other than like holding hands because it's been a. Uh, it's, I think it's a big difference now between when I was in high school and nowadays, I know I'm a grandpa, but, um, I mean, we did more than hold hands, but whatever. Whoa. Um, but no, I mean, I don't think it's way too late. I don't think it's ever too late. It's like a comfortability thing for you. Right. And, and I think the moment you start to think that you're not fulfilling the expectation of what you should be doing, you lower your standards and you change your standards to fit those who have those expectations on you and you deserve better than that. If you have a certain 
level of uh, standard or expectation for people and nobody fits that bill yet, then that's fine and nobody has to. Um, and know that being asexual or aromantic is completely 100% valid and you do not have to have some type of attraction, sexual or romantic or otherwise or whatever, uh, just because that's what pop culture or your society or your you know school has that expectation Deems, or the people yeah. in your yeah the people in your family or whatever just because they have that expectation doesn't mean you have to fulfill that you do you, you and do don't you. let anyone pressure you otherwise save that first kiss for someone special if that's what you want to do or don't have a kiss if you don't want to right. Bam. never kiss anybody kiss yourself practice on a stuffed animal oh my god do whatever you dream um next question this is from c okay uh, I think this is applicable to both of us. Um, C says, my parents recently split up and both moved into new houses. I'm having trouble finding a sense of place and I'm constantly moving between the two new foreign environments. I no longer have a feeling of security and comfort and I feel homesick for a place that doesn't exist anymore. Do you guys have any advice on how to find stability? Oh, that's a tough one. And I feel like I went through that. We are both, what do they call it? Children of divorce? COD? Broken homes. No, there was a... It's actually a saying, child of divorce, um, a COD. We are both that. We are both um, children of divorce. Well, here's the thing. I That's a really tough one, and uh, that can feel confusing, and especially, like, for me, I was going, my family moved a lot, and um, we were always, like, switching apartments and blah, 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 and, like, that I never really felt like when I look back at my childhood, what, where was home? You know what I mean? And yeah. now that I go home, it, it it's a, a building that I never lived in. Yeah. That's where my parents live now. Um, so I get that. And I, I validate that it sucks. Um, so to find stability in that, I think it's more important to find stability in the people. That's exactly what I was going to say. Than in the place. It's... It's tough. That's exactly what I was going to say, because when my parents got divorced, it was the same thing. It was a lot of going back and forth between houses and everything is so new and everything's so changed. And it's now that I can look back on it. It's like I kind of had to find home in the relationships with my parents as now as individuals and not as uh, a married couple right. and as well as in my siblings. And we moved and we changed houses and my dad had to have an apartment and blah, blah, blah. And it, it was very new and it wasn't fun. And we had to cart stuff back and forth and do two Christmases and, you and everything. Have have, like when you get gifts at one house, you can't take them to the other house. Like <laughs> only if your parents are dumb, like ours. Parents were. are fucking <laughs> dumb. Like when divorce happens, like they have these weird rules and I get it. And it's like, as a kid, you're like, they're like Why? reclaiming an independence. Right. They're, they're trying to figure out what it means to be a parent alone. So it is, it's just as much a journey for you find, finding that security as it is for them being a single parent yeah. or remarrying and you know find they're figuring things out too so it's challenging for everyone involved I, it's i mean i it i've never known anything different but i feel like it actually in the long run like strengthened my individual relationships mm -hmm. with my parents because you then go to spending a lot of time with one parent at a time and i honestly think that made me closer to both of my parents Again, I have no idea because I it, it was always the the norm for me. I mean, my parents got divorced when I was very young, but um, I mean, I it definitely took some time. But I really kind of looked to uh, my siblings for support, and like and like we said, just kind of found home more so in the relationships with people than in the, the specific places. 
And it's very if, tough though. if you're living in multiple homes because your parents are divorced and you have to like figure out what that what home means to you turning a house into a home make it your own make like ask if you can paint your room ask if you can personalize your space so that it feels like it's yours um and explain why it's important to you yeah that's a very valid thing it is it is a hundred percent okay to tell your parent hey I feel like this isn't even my room. Can I personalize it? Right. That is a valid thing. And if they don't really get it, that's like, that is frustrating. So I validate your frustration if that is the case. And we do wish you the best. We I wish mean, you the best. It's, like I said, as, as two people who have gone through it, we definitely kind of understand. I'm sure everyone's situation's a little unique to them. Um, but there are similarities and we empathize and we feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Good questions. Thank you so much. If you have questions that you want us to answer in a future advice episode, you can email them to psychobabblequestions at gmail.com. If you like this episode, be sure to give it a review. Uh, yeah, go into iTunes, review it. I, we love doing these episodes and they go by so quickly because I feel like we get so many good questions from you guys. Yeah, so give us a review on iTunes. It's super quick. Subscribe while you're there. It's a free podcast that you can subscribe to you can go back to listen to any episode we would love it if you do there's plenty of advice episodes throughout our past find them love them give them some love um and like i said uh review the podcast so that uh we can go up in the charts that always helps so thank you um cory where can people find you i am online everywhere at cory cool k-o-r-e-y-k-u-h-l i am tyler oakley t-y-l-e-r-o-a-k-l-e-y thank you for listening we love you hope you have a great new year we'll see you soon